Welcome to the Trauma Resonance Resilience Podcast. We're going to do something a little bit different today. So I hope you don't mind. But I've been listening on Audible to a series with the incredible June Sarpong called The Woman That Saved Me. It's a series of episodes that focus on all the different relationships that we women have with women and how they shape us. And the way that she's asked women to share about those stories has been through letter writing. Definitely worth the listen. And I was out this morning listening on my dog walk and I was listening to all the different wonderful, complicated heart connection stories and Jess Phillips came on and she started to talk about her grandmother, the first Jess. Jess Phillips was Jessie's Jess and this immediately took my mind off on my travels in my brain that ended up with me thinking about my own grandmother. In keeping with June's style, I've written a letter a letter to Alice, Alice Boning, my French granny. Dear Alice, you were born on the 13th of May, 1911, living a long life until 2nd of December, 2004. You lived through so much trauma. Two world wars followed by a life in the North of England as an immigrant, having married a man you met during the war. It was hard for you living here with the peasants, as you called them. <laughs> that still makes me chuckle. That's not the best way to make friends in your new country, Granny. I didn't know you. Not really. I knew you as my gran, but not as Alice, a woman with your own hopes and dreams and wishes. A woman who had watched her mother's grief after her father's death at six years old a woman whose brother became ravaged by alcoholism. You spent most of your 20s and 30s at war with rationing and bombing and terror as you watched your Jewish friends disappear and your life become about survival. Having worked at the bank, not a bank, you always called it the bank, you had to leave your job for the Red Cross so that you could become a nurse. All this at a time when women worked only until they were married, but this was the war and any hopes, dreams and wishes, they were over. Maybe that was a grief too much, which is why I never got to learn about Alice. Having fallen in love with a soldier, a new land to live in awaited you. And I'm sure like all those who came to England before you thought that you would be coming to some kind of golden land. Yet what you found was prejudice and a deep misunderstanding of difference. It must have left you feeling so deeply alone when your husband of just a few years died of a stomach ulcer, leaving you in this land of peasants as a single parent with two children to raise. How isolated you must have felt. That was not an era of single parents. It was a time of cornflake packet families with established gender roles and very clear definitions of sexual and relational behaviour. Shame kept control. I can only dare to imagine your horror when your 20-year-old daughter became pregnant, 
doing what 20 year olds are supposed to do, which is be out drinking and sexing. But this was 1969 and you were a Catholic living in the north of England without a husband, stitching other people's clothing to bring money into the house. 1969, the year that babies up for adoption peaked in excess of 16,000. The pill having been available since 1961 was not readily available until the introduction of family planning clinics in 1974. The Equal Pay Act was just around the corner, the Sex Discrimination Act still six years away. I was born in a mother and baby unit in Wrexham and so the story goes that my mother asked you if she could keep the baby, me, rather than have me adopted and you said yes. Little did I know how you would shape me in ways that I could never have imagined. Living in a house with the two of you so impacted by trauma was hard. Your lens created stories that I soaked up about men who always die and other people who are always bad and women, you're no one without a husband. But despite all that trauma, and those stories embedded in survival. You loved me in ways that my mother couldn't. You told me I was beautiful constantly and that I was like a film star. You made sure that I had clothes by literally hand stitching them yourself. You taught me how to make a roux for a cheese sauce, possibly one of the most valuable pieces of cooking knowledge ever. You also unknowingly taught me that you can be whatever you want to be. And you can do everything yourself. So your messages about husbands didn't quite tally with the strong, ferocious, independent woman that you were that stood before me. The three of us lived like that until I was 10. And then my mother married. A disastrous marriage. And I ended up in care. The years that followed must have broke your heart. Your special girl living in foster homes, children's homes, excluded from schools, homeless out of it on a concoction of self-medication. By the time I'd gathered myself up and then started having my own children, your own life was preparing to leave the premises. That last 10 years of your life, we drifted apart and you forgot who I was. I'll never forget that day when you said to me, are you the girl from the train? You would be so proud of me but the world would baffle you now. We're here for a short time for a reason and you manage the best part of a century. And I remember you doing deals with God about whether you could leave now, please. I could be wrong, but I don't think you had many periods of joy. You didn't live at a time that was filled with joy. Your developing years were full of grief, the First World War, loss and destruction, and then the Second World War, and they shaped you for survival in that time. It hurts me to think of you in that way, but know this, you did the most amazing thing for 10 years in caring for me and shaping me, because as a 50 year old woman, when I look in the mirror, I see you. I see your love and I see your courage. Thank you, all my love, Lisa. I hope you enjoyed that and maybe 
like me, you, you're inspired to write your own letter as I was listening to June Sarpong's series. Who would you write that letter to? What would you say to them? Sometimes we don't get the opportunity to say the things that we need to say. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please share and also please subscribe. And I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening.